Yeah, such a interesting system. <laughs> yeah, uh, system. <laughs> exactly. Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we are going to talk about a game called The Bunker. We've, I, I think this is the same group that made another game that we discussed called Late Shift. Yeah, Wheels Interactive. But what is Splendy Interactive? They're labeled as the devs for this one. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe Wheels Interactive is maybe the publisher of this one. Um, well, they've got their name on both on got, Steam anyway. Maybe they took over or maybe Splendy became Wales Interactive. I'm not really sure. But the other games that are in this bundle, this FMV bundle, are... Shapeshifting Detective. The Complex and the one that we did, which was Late Shift. So they're all FMV. This one has a mostly positive rating. It was also a BAFTA nominee. It also claims to be an award-winning game, but I didn't... I was too lazy to look up (laughs) what awards it won. It comes from back in 2016... Which is not that long ago. So if this was the first, it's my impression that this was the first of the ones that they did. And yeah, they've been kind of cranking out one a year. And they've come a long way, <laughs> as we'll get into, I'm sure. I'm sure. Base price is about $13, but it often goes on sale and the bundle would help make that much cheaper as well. As I mentioned before, it is FMV, so we've got the full motion video. There are only two endings, as far as I know, to this one. And look, we're in the spoiler-free section still, but I'm just going to say, if you want to see both endings, don't go back for the second one. Just just find it. It's very short. So I don't really think that it's worth the amount of time and effort it takes to go back through no, what, I, what I feel <laughs> is one of the most frustrating parts of the game. So yeah. I would say, really, get your ending you want, and then just find a video of the other yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I think if you really need the achievement for your achievement hunting, then if you you're going to have then... to do it. But that's in my notes at the end, where it's like, you couldn't have started as a little bit closer to the ending. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a reason for that. I think it's just where the chapter broke. Yeah. It's about... I'm going to say it took me about three hours to play. I think most people could do it in about two Yeah, I was really looking around more than I probably would if I was just playing it because we were going to do it for the podcast because we were going to record. I also was taking notes and that definitely slows me down a bit. And there are a couple, mostly just right at the end, like a part that just took me ages to do that I don't think other people would have as much trouble doing it as I did. I did watch both endings. We're going to talk about them towards the end of the episode. That's pretty much all I have. I don't want to talk too much about it. It is called The Bunker, and so it will take place in a bunker. In a real bunker as well. Yeah. Uh, Just kind of with the state of the world. I'm not sure this is a wise one to choose. (laughs) And I'm not sure it's a wise one to tell people to play at this point in time. We're recording this, as we've said before, uh, we, we always try to record a bit early now is I, I don't want to say that it's at the height of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 outbreak, but because we don't know what the future will hold. And we can say coronavirus because we don't have any ads on our YouTube page. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> We're not losing any money by Demonetized! <laughs> Demonetize away! Yeah, so I don't know. I, I was thinking about that as I was playing it. Like, oh, this is... Nice call, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's play the game all about being stuck inside while we're <laughs> stuck inside. However, it is FMV. It I, it feels more. I think in your review you did for our Steam group, 
you said that it is a, how did you put it? Something like an interactive movie? Hmm. I think that that's a much better way to put it than as an FMV game. Yeah. It is mostly watching. Because, I mean, an FMV game is more like the Tex Murphy stuff where you can actually pick stuff up and click around and there's a little bit of busy work, but you're mostly just pressing next on a a DVD. Yes. Or, like, I don't know if... Did you ever play any of those old games on the DVD where you'd have to use the direction buttons? Yeah, yeah. It does feel a bit like that. Or... What I was thinking is it actually feels a lot to me like a Telltale game. Mm-hmm. But we might get into that a bit more later. But I would say that it does feel a bit like that. Yeah. So if that interests you, then by all means jump in. If you like Late Shift or any of the others that they've come out with, you probably want to play this one to have played the whole set. I'm not overly thrilled with it, but I would say if you can get it for cheap, it's worth an experience. Yeah, I mean, based, I think what I said was fails as an FMV game, but, you know, works as an interactive movie, basically. Yeah, and I think that's much more accurate. Well, with that, I think it's time for us to get into the spoiler section. So if you've not played and you worry about spoilers, now's your time to leave the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> this game starts, the story starts in July of 1986 which seems to me that they wanted to make it modern day, and so they just subtracted 30 years from where they were so they could have the main character be 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, 86 just seems a very weird year to have people going and hiding in bunkers. I was um, saying that it... Oh, oh okay. There you go. Well, what was really happening in 86? Well, this is kind of like... I wanted to save this to the end, but I might as well just throw it out here now. Have you ever seen the movie Threads? No. Right. So in 1984, I think it was 1984, 1983, something like that, the BBC did like this documentary drama called Threads, which I saw as a kid. It scared the living hell out of me because it was all kind of like tension with Russia, Cold War, nuclear bombs were a big thing back then. Threads came on TV and it was I mean, I honestly think we should watch it for filling in the gaps. Like, uh, I think we should give it a, a review because it's... Added to our ever-growing <laughs> Yes. But here's the thing. Threads was set in the future. No, no, it was said the bomb dropped in 1984 or something like that. It was set in the past. Well, I mean, it was set at the time. It was basically saying, what would happen if Russia nuked us tomorrow? Right. And that's my thing. We're looking back 30 years now, and it didn't happen. So we're basing this on a... It's an alternate reality is what it is. But it just, to me, felt very weird. I don't know. I'm not following you at all here. Sorry. Like, what do you mean? Well, because this didn't happen. It's a game. Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Yes. But everything about this, it felt to me like they were trying to make it feel like it was this world and not an alternate world. Did you not feel that? I mean, I just saw it as a game. I mean, it's a story, you know? I didn't Mm. didn't think it was a historical document. No, it's not (laughs) a historical document. But something about, ooh, 86, and bombs are dropping, and... Well, I think, like I said, in in the UK especially, we we had, like, some, like, nuclear holocaust fever at at this point. Oh, we had, in the US, lots of the fear of the Russians. That's why they were the bad guys through most of the 80s. Yeah. But it just feels weird to me to go back... I almost would rather that they set it now and be 30 years into the future than setting it in this 1980s time. They could have chosen loads of other times in British history where there really were bombs being dropped and terrible things were happening. 
There's also the problem of one of John's dolls, which we're, we're going to get to the dolls, but one of his dolls is Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> it just everybody else is somebody he knows. And Churchill, he's an 80s kid. Yeah, and there's also Rocky as well. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I like I, I the setting. I had no problem with it being set in the 80s. Plus, if you've got, it's a real bunker that they filmed it in. So, I mean, it's full of 80s equipment and old Amstrads and Commodores and old equipment. So, I mean, you work with what you've got. Yeah, and that might have been influenced their decision to set it in that time. Otherwise, they'd have their budget would be going through the roof. You know, they'd probably rented this place for a, a couple of days. That's true. And I suppose that's a clever way to do it. Production value. Yeah. Production. Oh, God, no. Not Super 8 again. <laughs> yeah, giving birth. It even starts like Fallout. <laughs> yeah. So we start with uh, It's a Boy. Yep. And uh, yeah. No Liam Neeson, though. <laughs> you have to do something. Breathe. You have to. How long did you wait? Quite a while. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> How long did they let me go? I was really expecting there to be a death ending right here. Yeah. And this is already, I think, where early on I realized, oh, I had seen your view that called an interactive movie, and this really brought that home. And I went, oh, yeah, this isn't that kind of game. Like, I was thinking it was the kind of game where I had to do something where the game wouldn't progress. But, I don't know, two like, minutes, three minutes, that baby would be gone yeah. <laughs> if they let me wait as long as I wanted it just felt very weird, but it but, comes back in the end, so I do kind of like that. But there's one weird thing about that as well, is like there are quick time events where there is a lose condition. Yeah, it's not consistent. Yeah. Right? I would have been perfectly happy to just not breathe and like, you died. The end. <laughs> I was expecting something. Or, you know, the nurse to take over and say, give me that baby <laughs> and <laughs> do it for me, yeah, yeah. something. We get a text card that says the government and military personnel, 58, and then it moves up to 59. And then we jump 30 years into the future, which is 2016. We see nothing but empty beds and rooms. And then John talking to his dying mother. And John must repeat that he'll stick to his routine, that he'll stay inside. You get the impression that they've done this many times. And I like that. I think that that's quite good. What I noticed at this point, and what I would say is pretty consistent throughout, is there's some fairly B-quality lighting going on here. <laughs> it definitely feels like a low-budget movie. But I find that very interesting because in a game, this is kind of like AAA-quality lighting yeah. and FMV. We don't normally get this at all. So it's very funny that we would hold movies to such a higher level than we would games, I think, just because we don't get enough of this at least for those of us that, that like this kind of thing. Reading time. What did you choose? Treasure Island, of course. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Which was kind of a mistake because they're going to choose Treasure Island for me later. Yeah. You that's could... actually an achievement as well. That I'm, yeah, not, but... I'm not going back to get that. That's you, the problem. You've got to read you them only... in, a, in an order. You've got to read the Bible first, and then you have to read something else, on, and then you get to read something else. You've got to read them in a certain order. You cannot just trigger the achievement. I suspect... That if we had left Treasure Island to third, then we would have gotten it because the other two you can choose, it's never chosen for you. So the third time you get to this, you don't get a choice. So I think that it, I am not going to go back and experiment to see. Nope. But I think, I think it would be possible if you'd picked the other two, the Bible and the tech guide, the most boring thing you could pick three. And then the game chose that one then you would hit your three but it's very tough to do and yeah 
there are some achievements that I missed that I'm probably not going back for. And this is one of them. Yep. It felt a bit cheap to me because it felt like I was very angry that they chose that third time because I could have gotten the achievement and such an easy thing to just let me have it's the achievement. It's a cheap shot. We don't get much reading though because the mom dies almost immediately. Now we're into the routine. Day 11,109 and you get to choose. Did you try to do them out of order? I just kind of did them in you order. You can't. You, if you mouse over them, uh, they don't highlight. So oh, really? you got to go in order. Okay, well, that's interesting. Your routine is medical. You have to do your vitamins, your basically rad detector, yep. radio, your radiation check on the computer, the food, and mother. Hmm. <laughs> it becomes a bit weird after, after she's not with us anymore. The vitamins was kind of a weird thing because you couldn't see the label. So I was kind of guessing, is this vitamins? But you can only click on the things they want you to. Yeah. The rad detector. I don't know how that works. Oh, it's 70. Yeah, you kind of look through something and it tells you. I mean, it's called like a a dosimeter or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm at 70 MR. That's acceptable. Which. (sighs) I didn't bother looking it up. (laughs) I didn't either. My thing is more story here. As soon as he said that, I went, well, it's not going to be the same tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of that way through a lot of the game, especially the early game. You get to the radio, you have to move it up and down, and of course there's nothing. You have to do the radiation check and you get onto the computer screen, which was kind of laughable. What did you think of this computer screen? I just thought of uh, hacking in Fallout 3. (laughs) What I was thinking was that they obviously just threw text over top of the computer yeah, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's clearly an old curved screen, but none of the text is curved. The shade of green is all wrong. Everything about it looks too good yeah, it's very to be clean. what that monitor would have looked like. <laughs> Not a huge deal, but it was for me, as many things do, kind of little details that take me out of the story. Yeah, there's definitely one when you're changing the filter and then there's like obviously they've CGI'd like this radiation triangular warning on the door. It could they obviously didn't have, and they're just like it's like a massive sticker slapped on the side of it. But tell you what I didn't like here, and then mm-hmm. this was like a little bit of a, a raised eyebrow was when you go back to do the second check, they use the same footage from the first time. Yes. I do like the fact that they kind of sped it up though. Yeah. So the You didn't have to go all the way up and down the radio dial or something like that. I do like that they sped it up, but it made it really obvious, especially at times where, I mean, come on. Like, every time the guy eats, he sits on the toilet. Uh, What's with that? Yeah, come on, man. You've got nothing else to do all day. Can you uh, not wait? Yeah. (laughs) You're only only getting one can of food a day. Let's enjoy it. Not... (laughs) Yeah, let's eat it when I'm taking a dump. Uh... But then again, he is eating beans. Well, he was eating peas and carrots from the one that I drew, uh, so we'll get more to the food later. I've got a good note about the food later, but... Yeah, but reusing footage, that's like movie sin number one, isn't it? I mean, you just cannot get away with that. I don't know if that. that'd be number one, but it's definitely <laughs> in there. The next day is, as I said, less interactive, so some things you don't really get to do much. As I said, the radiation check went up. And obviously, hmm, I bet day three is going to go up a lot. And it's at this point that I realized, oh, wait, we're at day 11,110. That means tomorrow is 11,111. 
I bet everything's going to go wrong on that day. One, 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 one. They shouldn't have made it like that obvious. It was just too much of a, hey, guys. <laughs> it's like too much of a red flag. I don't want to go too much into it except that there is... Well, yeah, let's just get into that day. So on that day, all ones, the radiation has increased. There's a server problem, and we need to find the procedural manual, which means that we actually finally... I feel like start to get to play where we actually get to look around. So we're looking around. We get to look into his underwear drawer. <laughs> we get to see his dolls that he made as a kid, which he's going to take one with him for protection, I guess. I'm not really sure. Well, he has to take one because it's needed for the story. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's the real reason. Yeah. Why he does it is kind of a mysterious motivation. I mean, the guy's 30 now. Even though he's not had a normal life, I don't know, he needs to act a bit older than he does. I mean, yeah, he's been babied a lot all of his life. I, I was getting like a bit of a bad boy Bobby vibe from this game a little bit. Minus the Bobby? sex. Have you never seen bad boy Bobby? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, my. Okay. Um, You should watch bad boy Bobby. Yeah, apparently. The thing is... And, and this is a problem I have kind of throughout the story, is that I felt like they made him a bit too old when they show him as a child. And maybe he's been babied, but the thing is, he's had only adults around him his whole life. He's never had any kids. He's never really had any playthings except the ones that he stole blocks to make. It just seems to me that he should have been even more mature yeah, actually, that's, that's a really good... I didn't even think about that. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because there's, so, there's, there's no other kids there. Yeah, and so now as a 30-year-old, he's even... I don't, he almost acts like he's still whatever age he was supposed to be before, yeah. 13, mm. 14. So I I have some issue with that, but okay. Fine. He takes his mother's doll with him because he's going to need it for the story. He has to go and fix the fuse where I went the wrong way because it was the way I could see. I ended up in the sick bay. I ended up checking out the stock room. I went everywhere. The, the fuse box was the last room that I actually got to. And I don't know if that's by design, maybe, to make you explore. I suspect it is, because I think there are some things they want you to see. So you've seen, for example, his diary, I think, at this point, where the kid's voice is reading. And there's a great part where it talks about how much he hates, what is it, sardines? Mm -hmm. And how much he loves peaches, his favorite. And so if you look, one of the great things is there's a list of stock where he eats his food. And the baked beans are at about 325. The peas and carrots are at about 576. The peaches are at 134. And the sardines are at 12,846. So he's obviously <laughs> been eating more of his favorites than the stuff that he hates. You also get into the med lab. And I think it's good you get into the med lab now when he's fine and you can look around a bit and see the chart from Vera when she died and all of that when you're not also in pain and things are going weird. There's a lot of flashbacks in this game. I mean, it's most of the story is through flashback. Yeah. We have to uh, search his mother's room for the key which we just happened to find, luckily, because mm -hmm. I thought we were going to have to search the body, <laughs> and we didn't. But this is where we get what I would say is the first of our big flashbacks, which is him eavesdropping with the commissioner and Sam about the food shortage. We get the key, we go up to level... Oh, sorry, we go down to level two. Yeah. And 
I get an achievement that says failure. Okay, I don't remember. I mean, this, this this was the second time I played it, so I'd already got that achievement. Right. So I don't know if it's saying failure because now the bunker is starting to fail or if I missed something. It's a weird name to give an achievement because it makes me feel a bit like I missed something. I don't think I did. I think it's about the failure in the system. There are a lot of achievements that are just chapters. You finish the chapter. And I think that that's kind of what that was here. Yeah, I think the going down to level two, uh, I remember this from my first playthrough as well. And I felt it again this time was the way that the CCTV picks you up and you see through the cameras and then the whole weird noises and he's like terrified of going down the stairs. I thought we were maybe in for a little bit of kind of psychological horror game than what we got. We, We do get that towards the end, but I thought it was going to be more like that throughout the game. Yes. And there's a part of me that would say I would prefer that. Me too. But not with the way that they did it. Already here, when we go to open the door with the key, they were doing that weird shaky cam where you just see his face many times in the same frame. I don't really like that effect at all. It doesn't really have the effect on me that it's supposed to, which is supposed to say, I guess, that he's of many minds and he's really feeling uncomfortable. It just looks cheap to me now. Maybe it's just been overused before, but it doesn't really work for me here. And I think part of the problem is we don't really know John at all. And we've not really been led to understand who he is. So when he's afraid, okay, he could be afraid of everything. I don't know. I don't know if he's a brave guy or not. I do think him having to have the doll with him is probably trying to say that, that he is still Yeah, because he childlike. does, like, before he goes down the stairs, he definitely makes a point of taking it out of his pocket and rubbing it like it's some kind of good luck charm or something like that. Right. So I suppose that those are good hints, but... I don't understand if these dolls are so important. Why are we finding them everywhere? Yeah, why have you just scattered them all over the place? Basically, I'm going to say this now. I was playing with controller and the really quick time things like this one where I'm where John is eavesdropping and I have to hit a button to stop him from getting caught. Even maxing out the sensitivity in the options rarely would give you a chance to actually get over there in time. Oh, so it's not just like push the yellow button or the blue button or something like that. You got to physically move the mouse cursor onto that? Yes. Oh, man, that's pretty bad. Yes. Because <laughs> with the mouse, you just like click, you know, it's whoomp. Pretty it's e- much. easy, but... But they also... I thought they'd just been like press X or something like that. That would have been smarter. Yeah. That would have been smarter. Uh, the other thing was with that one... I wasn't sure exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And that was true with a number of the mechanics that the first time I didn't know what I was doing. And when you do that at a time where it's time sensitive, and I, at this point, don't even get a chance to try it, let alone multiple chances to try different things. Like, I don't know if I have to hold it down longer. I don't know if I have to move that circle around somewhere because that's what we did for the key. To open the fuse box as well, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what I'm trying to do. So... Until the game basically made me lose, I never got one of these quick button, quick time events. I failed on absolutely every one of them. So I just get busted. It, how is it different? For me? Yeah. Oh, it's just, well, your mouse, your mouse cursor is on the screen, so... But it should be, I know the part you're talking about, it's down in the bottom kind of left corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just like, just move the mouse down to it and just click it once before. Because it's got like that little countdown. Oh, clock. no, I, I know what you mean. But what I'm saying is story-wise, did it change anything? Oh, I... Like, um, did you not get caught? Because I always got caught every time I tried to do anything. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I got caught. The, the thing is, is, again, it's inconsistent because I think I clicked that one on time. 
I think I got all of them, apart from the very last one, when you're climbing the stairs. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't get caught, but then later on, there's a part where you're, you're in the infirmary, and you get another one of those. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to get caught, and I clicked it, but when you click it, you actually say, mom, and then you, you draw attention to yourself. You let, you let everyone know that you're there. Which is odd. Is that the, I think this is the one that I'm actually talking about where I got, I totally got busted because I was eavesdropping on this conversation between the, well, no, I wasn't, John was, the doctor, his mother, who is like the chief of medicine and the commissioner all talking about people dying, you know, Veer just died, there are six more, six more that are sick, but we well, don't no, know Well, no, well, then if that's, I thought you were talking about the one where they're discussing the food rations mm-hmm. uh, with like the commander guy and the politician type dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if there's one there, I got busted too. Like I said, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the one in the infirmary, I made that and I still was discovered because when you click on it, you actually say to your mom, hey, mom, I'm here. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. I just get busted. Like so, the commissioner sees me and is like, get over here. Like it's oh. not... Yeah, cause, well, for me, you say that, and then the mom says, "Oh, come on over here, John," and then she yeah, takes, so that it, oh, right. so, so it's, so it's like a little a, bit different. It's a half second of difference, yeah. which really doesn't change anything, right? We make it to <laughs> okay, so we've we've looked at the manual, and we have to follow the instructions, and this <laughs> is where I'm like, come on, he's thirty now. You have to go to the commissioner's office to make an announcement that you're going to fix the fuse before you can fix the fuse. To all of zero people that are here. I thought that was just a joke. I went into the fuse box room and it wouldn't let me do anything until I went back and made the announcement. Really? Were you able to? I don't know because I clicked on that and then he speaks into it. But I thought he was just like having a laugh because he's like... Oh, no, no. that's That's part of the manual. I had to go back again afterwards and announce that everything was finished. Oh, I didn't do that. Did you not? No. So you could skip that step? Yeah. But the problem in the fuse box room is... That you cannot pick up the fuse without... Fa- it, the game's got a lot of this where it's like, it forces you to fail. And I hate that in games. Yes. Where where it's like, you can't do this yet. you got to do this part first. Whereas, just let me pick up the fuse. And then let me switch off the, the main power. Don't make me switch off the main power and then go to the fuse and say, oh, I don't have a fuse. And then I've got to go and get the next fuse. Just, this is really overcomplicating this simple task. And it's not clear. I hate that. I really don't like that. I agree. I didn't mind replacing the fuse so much as I minded having to do it in the order that they made me do it. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that it made me go make the announcement. It allowed me to explore the commissioner's office, but I would have done that anyway. Exactly. What does bother me is sometimes you don't know which action you're going to do, which is going to take you out of the scene and take some options away from you. There are a couple of the achievements I think I was very close to finding all the papers. I was very close to finding all the dolls. I only missed one doll. And I'm pretty sure I know where it is. And it's because I clicked on something else, which finished the scene before I could click on it. Yeah. I didn't I did know that, what I did order. That a couple yeah. times. So yeah, don't make me play it again to get the achievement. Don't, don't, don't rob me of it. Don't rob me of it. Yeah. It would be a much better way to put it. After we finally get through all of that, there's a sound coming from the stairs with the annoying shaky cam again, but we're not allowed to go down to check it out. So I have to go back upstairs, go through the computer, and do everything, again, the way that they want to, in a way that doesn't always feel as logical to me. Well, it's because we need a suit, isn't it? We need one of those, like, rad suits or whatever it is. Yeah, but we need to go to the computer to find that out. He can't just figure it out for himself. So we do that. We need the 
they call it an NBC suit. I'm just going to call it a hazmat suit from now on because that's basically every the way time, I labeled it. Every time I just saw that NBC suit, I was like, just pictured some executive from the the NBC. TV network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know that, I can finally walk down to level three where the suits are, which are in the war room. No fighting in the war room. You get to, t- you get to turn on the light. And I mean, I do find that kind of irritating. It's just such an extra step. Turn on the light before you can see anything. Okay. It's not realism. But it's not like your character, your 2D point and click character walking across the screen, clicking it like you really feel like you're interacting. It's you looking at an actual video of a light switch and then pressing the button so that you can get the video of the guy pushing his finger over. It just feels so unnecessary. (laughs) And it doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't feel like a game. So it's just taking me out of what little moment I could be in. This is where we know he's been stealing blocks to make dolls is from this war table. And uh, in the flashback, again, I got caught. In this flashback, the doctor is concerned that someone was creating the sickness. And John heard this because he was under the table. This is where the commissioner says that John is basically a waste of air, and we know that the commissioner doesn't like him. Though I think we've already gotten this from the diary, we've already gotten this from other places, but I suppose it needs to be here just in case you did everything perfectly and didn't explore. Hmm. You get the protective suit along with a... um, Geiger counter? Geiger counter, yes. When you're doing that, you get a flashback of an axe and what looks like murder, Mm -hmm. but you can't really tell at this point. Here's... (laughs) The biggest thing I think about this game is how much... I mean, the bunker is filling up with radiation, and John's life is on the line. But I'm going to stop and look around to make sure I didn't miss a piece of paper or (laughs) another doll, because I want to get this achievement. (laughs) Yeah. Those kind of things. If there's a time-sensitive thing, it just takes me completely out of it. And this game does that repeatedly. Let's talk about replacing the filter. Mm -hmm. So we go down, we look at the computer. I can't remember if it tells us. Oh, yeah, it tells us about shutting off the main valve. Because if you don't, you walk through and... Steam. Yeah. John goes, and like, has to back up. As though it wasn't obvious you are going to have to do that anyway. You get up on the ladder, you turn it off. That's not the correct way to use a stepladder, by the way. No, it's it's not. (laughs) But it seemed totally fine at that point. Yeah. Don't, don't even start me on the wobbly... I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to because that comes up later. We go, we fix the filter. Right. And again, a very kind of awkward, what feels awkward anyway, of the order, procedural order. There's that your favorite nuclear sticker. sticker. Yeah. We can't you even... Can't, you can't interact with it we, at all. Right. So we can't explore. We can't figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. We can't even open it up and go, I wonder what this does. We're basically just being told what to do. Our Geiger counter is going crazy. We can't pick up the filter. We have to go take out the bad filter first, throw it away, and then we can pick up a filter. There's no inventory system in this game. And, all right, radiation can't work this way. It just can't. You put the filter in, and immediately the Geiger counter stops. But the airflow is going, it's either going from right to left or left to right. It's not coming from the front out through the door. Yeah. There would still be radiation leaking here until we shut the door. And this bothers me so much. This seems like such a little thing, but it's radiation 
and the way your filters are going, this makes no sense. Keep the sound going until the door is shut. All right, so now your favorite part. So do you want me to get you started? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, there was, there was one more thing, though, before we move on to the, the ladder of death. That was when he's opening the filter or when he's closing the filter door that's got those four bolts. And you can see him awkwardly leaning because he's like, I'm in shot. I got it. You got to be able to see me do these bolts. He doesn't just stand in front of it like a normal person. Just go, wee, 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 wee. He's like off camera trying to stretch across to like undo these bolts. (laughs) Like just do it from another angle, man. Come on. Uh, It was pretty funny. No, they really fixed. They they were kind of fixated on this is the angle we want. I understand they're using a real facility and space is limited, but. There are just sometimes, yeah. I would have sacrificed it for him to not look silly. I was so angry about the radiation <laughs> right. being magically fixed once the filter was in that uh, I didn't. <laughs> I, I was not really obsessed with that one. So, yeah, so we get to this. So, you got to turn on the steam again, I guess. You, you got to repressurize it, well, something like that. I don't know. That's the other thing. If that is required, then the filter going in isn't going to fix anything. If the air isn't flowing through, which is a, what I'm assuming is what's happening. Right. But then, yeah, it's pure comedy gold, man. That falling off that ladder, just like the the death wobbles and it's like the footing. And it's like something, I, honestly, when I watched that, I was like, this is Chaplin. Like, <laughs> it's it was so overdone. And... And so out of nowhere, because the ladder was totally fine the first time. Yeah, but it is a stepladder. It's supposed to be in a triangle shape. You don't stack a stepladder against something like that in the first place or climb up it like that. It wasn't a ladder. I'm pretty sure it was a stepladder. It was a folded stepladder. It certainly looked like it. Yeah. But yeah, that whole wobbling thing, oh, it was just, it was something, it was out of comedy movies, man. It was so funny. Um, but he really plays off the compound fracture quite well. <laughs> yeah. I guess so, but here's... I felt the pain. I didn't know exactly what was wrong at this point. We just hear him whine a lot. So for all I know, he's just, you know, stubbed his toe or (laughs) shinned his knee. We don't really know. He was completely knocked out. So really, it seems more like he should have a head problem. Mm. But no, it's his arm. And we will find out that he's got it broken. But I don't really know that. And so when I'm out as John on the stairway... And there are quick time events where I have to hold down the button. I said, why, why am I doing this? Is he afraid to go upstairs? Am I giving him courage? Like, what is this about? And I think it's meant to be about the pain. But I really think we should have seen more of that. We should have seen the blood coming out or something. I, mean, I think you do see him land on his arm. Not, but... not enough for me. Right. Not enough, especially when you get knocked out. Hmm. To me, it's more your head. And I don't know what's going on, but it just felt like a waste. It felt like many parts of this game. I felt like it'd just be much better as a movie. Just show him in pain going up the stairs. I'm going to sit here and wait and see when it loops again and see what's going on. So I get him up there and we now get him to the room. And the bone part looks pretty good. Mm. Like the makeup part looks very good. Uh, But this is, again, why I think we were meant to explore the sickbay before, because I don't think you'd want to do it now when he's hobbling around and he's got a broken arm and going, oh, let me read Vera's chart. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I didn't say this before, but the obvious emergency exit sign, this door will only open in case of emergency. When I was just exploring here before, I was like, well, how do I make this emergency happen? Because obviously I'm going to have to go out this door at some point. 
basically, we have to... Uh, he really needs better medical training. I mean, to be honest, like, I don't, he, he I don't just know what I would do, but he just, like, shoves it back in. Shoves it back in and... Splints it with a yeah, and pair of forceps and a ruler. The splinting, I'm okay with, but... but he didn't wash it. No, and he didn't really wrap it around the skin to stop the bleeding first Yeah, either. he didn't do anything. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, wash it, man. <laughs> and also, if you're going to go to the, the hassle of, you know, splinting it, then sling it as well. Like, the whole way through from here on till the end of the game, I'm just like, man, elevate, elevate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is maybe too close to home for me now, but... Yeah, but I don't yeah, know how like, much we've mentioned on this one, but, but yeah, like, you just had your second... second Operation because yeah. of a broken, well, your forearm. Broken right? forearm, yeah. yeah. I, I did pretty much the same as him, except I didn't fall off a ladder. But yeah, man, elevate it. Come on. That's going to be so painful. <laughs> um, yeah, so next is like, the, so basically we're getting to the hatch escape now, yeah? We're getting there, yeah. So this is where I missed an icon because I fixed his arm rather than look randomly elsewhere. First. Right, yeah, of course, because that's what you want to do is look for achievements when you've got a, a bone poking <laughs> out your skin. So the alarm goes off and the rad level map just starts to light up and we are shown the, <laughs> this is like, we're with John every second, but this time for some reason they've decided to take us back to the filter room and show us the computer warning, which we don't need. The indicator map in this room is enough for us to know something bad is happening. And I think it does off. explain it though. I mean, for me, cause I was like, well, A, why has this happened? But then when you think about it, because he didn't manage to switch that thing back on again, because this will be a self-contained bunker, they won't be taking air from the outside. They'll be recycling old air pretty much, won't they? So it won't have a connection to air from the outside world. So because he failed that, now just that old radioactive air is now like being recycled again back through the place, I guess. That's the best I can do. No, I totally believe you on that. It's more the fact that one already knew that, because we failed to to do that. And two, just the fact that we are so heavily focused on following John the whole time, that as soon as we go to an empty room without him, it just feels like, oh, well, this is a movie. You know, like, so whatever suspension of disbelief I had staying with John, they took that away from me by doing that. If this was a more consistent thing, then it wouldn't feel as bad. But because I think this is about the only time that this happens in the game, once we're actually playing John, it, it just completely took me out of it. So we go out the emergency exit. We sort of run downstairs as much as run as mm -hmm. John does. We get yet another flashback. And in this one, there's a crazed man running down the hallway and the commissioner shoots him. We run into the vault door. And now we get another flashback of John and the mother hiding from some sort of axe wielder. We go back to the war room. Another flashback. We are all being told that, uh, well, all the people are being told this is that big meeting that they'll have 20 to 30 years to wait for the radiation upstairs in the real world to dissipate before they can leave. And this is where they're concerned about, well, how much food do we actually have? And they kind of lie about it. I think it's Sam who's lying about it because we know full well that John has heard a different story that yeah. it won't be long. Yes, yeah, months. The hatch, we take down the ladder. This is the first time where me not getting the quick time event made me restart something. Oh, because you died. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first time you can die in the game. And uh, we basically have to... I died there as well. 
because I was Did you really? I, I was pouring a beer at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a real problem with FMV <laughs> games and this kind of game in general is you don't know when something's coming up. No achievement time. for falling off a ladder. Come on, you can at least pause the game, as I found, which is oh, can you? Yeah, spacebar. Um, maybe. Uh, oh, start for you. Then. Start yeah, for yeah. me on the controller. <laughs> I didn't realize you could pause it. That would have been helpful. It's very helpful, and I think. Pretty much all games should have a pause, but FMV games in particular should. I didn't really think I was going to run into any problems, to be honest. I just, yeah. This is the first time I felt like, oh, I'm actually playing a game. And this is way towards the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is another part where, with my broken arm and the building flooding with radiation, I'll stop to listen to a tape recording from November of 1992. When I get talk those about, <laughs> When they talk about there's no word from the outside and people are fighting for food. And I find a doll. <laughs> okay, we get down to level five. More flashbacks. Mother and John still running. She finds the hook to open up the latch. Uh, <laughs> and she says, like, help, help. And uh, I, I didn't do anything and it didn't matter. John uses his doll, like I said, the one he had to have story-wise, so that he can use it to open the hatch, which, I don't know, it's not. It doesn't feel like that would be enough leverage to help out. But I guess I'll give him the benefit on this one. He leaves the doll behind. And I do think it's interesting at this point that I'm pretty sure that this doll and the doll that he took with him was his mother doll. So his mother in some way helped him escape mm -hmm. even now. And he's also willing to leave her behind. Yeah. Which ties very much into the ending we're going to be getting. He crawls through a very small space. He lifts up this super heavy cement block with, with one, one arm. arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's really impressive. But I'm thinking the whole time, boy, were they expecting people to come out of this? Because this is this is not easy to get yeah. out of. <laughs> Another flashback, still running, locked in a vault. The commissioner reveals himself and that he has the keys. He punches John and chokes the mother. Now, the mother's going to die a couple times before I can figure out the good times <laughs> on this one. Uh, it's very much, though, like, you only played old, really old Prince of Persia, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if they did this then, but in The Sands of Time, like the first big one that I played, if your character dies, he'll say, oh, no, no, that's not how it happened. And then they'll take you back to a save point. Ah, uh, okay. That's, that's almost exactly what he says here. He goes, oh, that's not how it happened. And then takes me back to try to save the mother. John's going to eventually get the gun and shoot the commissioner. And the mother, we're going to find out, puts the body into the room right next door, which she has the passcode for. This, I really like this puzzle. It's not much of a puzzle. No. It's the only really fun game mechanic I felt like in the whole game. But I did like this, ooh, which ones have blood on them? And then go by order of most blood to least blood. Yeah. And it was pretty easy to see, actually. So no, Not it, for me. Uh, oh really yeah. is your dark monitor really probably to... because i just saw i was like oh it's a three digit password and then i got to the third digit i was like oh there's one more digit yeah did you oh, try like so, star and hash because so that's what i did the first time. well i just tried instead whatever it ends on i think it's like something something two then six i think it's the last digit yeah. so it's like something something two two and I was like, it's not that okay so it's something something two one no it's not that i was stuck for like you yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. So then eventually, okay. oh, wait, 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 wait. There's some blood on the six. Oh, okay, right. There are a lot of bodies in here. So yeah. This is where they've stored all of them, apparently. And we get more flashbacks. Everybody's dying. 
that one where everybody's dying in the computer room. I really don't like that one. And you see it about 10 times in this game. But you see it and you see like the commissioner is still alive and he thinks the mother did it. And at this point, I'm not totally sure because the commissioner seems to be conveniently wearing the NBC suit, Mm -hmm. which did, I think, is a good red herring because that made me think maybe he was just mad because she got away. There's a part of me that kind of wanted the commissioner to be the bad guy. It's one of those things where you've portrayed him as a bad guy, but it's never going to be that way. And there are just so many times where I would actually like people to be what they appear. (laughs) You know, there. I think in movies and games, there for a long time now, way too many double crosses happening all the time. Sometimes I would like a character to just be what the character is portrayed to be. And this is one of those times, but that's okay. I think we do get an interesting story. We're going to... I mean, in this bit, is quite gross as well, like when they're going through the body bags and stuff. It's okay, like... but why? I didn't understand this bit. So we get one body to interact with and John puts his hand in. It's all soupy yeah. and disgusting. Why would you put your hand inside the body? Well, I don't know. I don't know if we're looking for keys. Yeah, we're looking for a key. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he didn't expect to put his hand into jelly. Basically, maybe he thought I'll feel around. Like maybe because it's you know off. Like like not looking and kind of just put his hand into it. Maybe, but it looked like he just went right into (laughs) it and went for it. Uh, Yeah, it's just so. It's pretty gross, though. Yeah, it is gross, and it just felt weird. And to me. I didn't understand. I guess this one is covered in the most blood or something, but I couldn't figure out why we weren't allowed to interact with more people. It seems like there'd be more than one person that would have the keys. But or, we know for sure that he does. So, like the kid, like the I guess so. Does, but so. I don't know. I guess I want you to either give me the one you know it is, or let me explore and try and find it and go. Oh, well, that's not. Oh, that's Sam. Oh, that's this person. Something. Mm. Mark. The bags? I guess they wouldn't... The mother really didn't have any need to mark the bags. No. They were all sacrifices, yep. John freaks out because he sees ghosts. So would I. (laughs) Are you sure? If I saw a ghost, I'd probably freak out, yeah. Oh, if you saw ghosts, okay. I thought you meant I would probably see ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. Uh, He's got to go down the ventilation shaft. He comes across the hot pipe. Here's a flashback of the mother telling him to find the hot pipe. And basically, at this point, we know the story. Yeah. She's given him some medicine that's going to kill everybody because of the way she's mixed it. If it gets hot and gets into the ventilation system, that's why he had to find the hot pipe. Again, why I think he's a little bit too old. He should be questioning what it does. Or there's also a part of me that thinks he's too old at this point. To have forgotten everything, as we're led to believe. He's not five or six. He's like 12 or 13 or even 14. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, definitely. I can understand that you might put some trauma, you might block it. But this, it just seems too much. It seems like this is something you would definitely remember having done. And this whole experience. What did he think happened this whole time? I mean... I didn't really see it like that. I didn't see it as if he'd forgotten that. Did you? Yes, because I figured that's why the ghosts are coming out. He d- he was totally fine to walk in there in the first place. Oh, it was right, only yeah. after he started to realize what happened. Well, I mean, if you go back to the beginning, like when he's scared to go down to level, even go down to level two, 
personally, I think this has been on his mind ever since th- this event happened, and he feels guilt, and that's why he doesn't want to go down there. The ghosts are, so maybe up here, I'm, I'm safe, and that's what his mum has always told him. Stay in your room, you'll be safe. Because he's obviously been playing down there, and he's he's done that, and that's, he left all his toys around, but after everyone got gassed, and he was responsible for their deaths, you know, he feels guilt, and I think that that's why he doesn't go down to level, even to level two, because he doesn't want to see where they worked and see his old playground places. And it's got, it's had like a bad effect on him mentally. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think this is an amnesia thing. I think this is like a, like, yeah, like a trauma thing. And so now that he's crawling literally over the bodies of the people that he's killed, he's like, now he's starting to like hallucinate. And this is maybe why, maybe this has happened in the past. And that's why his mom has finally just said to him, look, you don't go down to level two anymore. You're getting out of control. Take your medicine. Stay up here. That's it. Okay. I I could see that more. That's much more feasible motivation for him as a character. For me, because of the way that the flashbacks are happening. And I felt that we were getting just as much information as he was. Right. I was interpreting it as he doesn't remember. And that it's all this coming out now is making him remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can understand what you mean. So, yeah, if he was younger and he didn't really understand what he was doing and his mom just said, oh, everybody died, son. And so, and now he's like, oh, actually, I, I, I did this. Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I get yeah, it. I get and that's, that. again, why I think he's too old to be that. Yeah. Naive. If he was like five or six. Yeah. And didn't really know yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. But now we get to our favorite part of the game, mm-hmm. where we get to climb up the stairs. <laughs> Never thought climbing stairs would be such a chore. Oh, it's awful. Uh, yeah, so we find the right key, we get through, we climb up the stairs. Jump scares! Yes. And jump scares if you die. Yeah. <laughs> Add insult to injury. <laughs> you have a broken arm. And you're scared! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I... I... Don't know how long it took me, but way too many times. And uh, having to start this part at opening the door every time. Because it, it puts you back like a good 10 or 15 minutes or something. It felt like it, 10. It, I don't think it's that far, but it feels that far. Because it is quite a way back. Yeah. So That was too much. Yeah. For me, it was unlocking the door and then getting through and then climbing up. But you have to see the video every time. And then you basically have to memorize where that circle is going yes. to appear <laughs> and then you have to hit it really really fast i saw one of the comments the negative comments on steam basically said that uh, the player had to create a macro to make it fast enough because they just couldn't <laughs> click it fast enough and i kind of understand i was trying it both with controller and with mouse to scan old joystick better. with a turbo button I did like, though, in this part, I did like how they'd sampled the barks of dogs and used them as the people's voices, because that's what it sounded like to me. I didn't, but I think I was just annoyed by the jump scares <laughs> and the fact that they would do it every time I died as well. Yeah. You make it to the top, and I do like this. It's the only choice you really get to make in the whole game. You get to choose to leave or to stay. What did you take first time? I debated because I wasn't sure I wanted to play through. If I, had to, I didn't know if I'd have to play through the whole game again to yeah. get the other ending. So I chose the ending that I really wanted first, which was to leave. Mm-hmm. So I go outside. It's kind of yellowed over, but you are outside. And the picture goes all weird. And you get one command, which is breathe. It's not great as the ending to a game, but it is great as an ending to the story. After the mother has tried to convince John to stay, 
he chooses to actually leave, especially in my interpretation of him realizing what a terrible thing she did and that it would be better to be out away from her and it's time to move on. He's left the doll behind, he's now leaving her behind, and the idea that he needs to breathe, as he did in the very, very first thing that we did, is like him being reborn. Yeah. He becomes his own person now for the first time in 30 years. And I think that that's really something. As a game ending, not so great. Story ending is pretty good. He's given a choice, and he makes a choice, and he goes. What did you choose first? I I left as well. Yeah, I definitely... Uh, I'm trying to remember when I went played it the first time. I don't know what I took, but even this time, I was like, well, I don't remember the ending, so my automatic first choice is always going to be, yeah, get out, like, leave. Well, it's good you do, because the stay one is nothing. I mean, basically, you see the outside, it's all yellowed over, and that's it. It just keeps pulling back, and you see the door, and there's grass and trees. There's yeah. no people or animals. We don't know if it's good or if it's bad, but... But we see... But I mean, it looks like the fallout is over and the grass trees are growing back again. I mean, there was a part of me that thought that, especially in like kind of like the Sherlock Holmes ending, where it retells you the story again that you already know, <laughs> that I found it really odd that the kid was eavesdropping on the commander and like the, like let's call him the overseer for the vault, right? They're talking and they've got 14 months of food left. And then on the other side of the pillar, when we get the final flashback, where they reveal all of the story that we totally understand anyway, but the mum's on the other side of that pillar. Yes. So, of course, I'm like, ooh, is there some puzzle here that, I, that to solve? Is this actually John doesn't exist or something like that? Oh, you know? Gosh, no. But, I mean, but that is odd. They were both eavesdropping at the same time on opposite ends of the pillar. Yes, it's very odd, but I think we're led to believe it's coincidence. Yeah, but that's a stupid coincidence. I mean, it's just like, that, that, that's just causing problems on purpose. <laughs> okay, but it explains why she was so aware that they were going to die, that there wasn't enough food. Yeah, yeah. Because we never get to see John tell her that. John keeps it a secret to himself. Yes. They could have made it so that he told her. And would be even more reason why he would blame himself, because if he hadn't told her, then she wouldn't have done that. But I mean, even, why not just remove that eavesdropping scene of John anyway? That would maybe make the story at least a little bit more interesting, where when we get to the end, you're like, oh, there was only this much food left. We know that from way back in the beginning. You see this coming from 20 minutes into the game. Yeah, that's a good point. We could have skipped it. But these endings are very abrupt, and especially the stay one. I would have liked to have seen What was the stay one again? You just, you're just looking at the outside of the closed door. He takes his hand off the handle. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then you just see the outside without him. It would have been good to see him going through his routine or doing something like that. I mean, we already have the videos. If we're going to replay it before, we may as well just replay it now, him sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there you go, the bunker. But then as soon as I finished it, I was like, threads. Threads, we've got to watch Threads. That that movie, I, I want to watch it again because I want to see if it's still as scary as what I remember it to be. It terrified me. I didn't even want to wake up in the morning after I watched that. My parents let me watch that. That was on TV at like 8pm. I don't know what the BBC was thinking. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Really, I'm, I'm, have you, you've not seen it. Not even heard you, of it. You've got it. You, you have to, if we don't do an episode on it, that's fine, but you need to watch this and I need to watch it just to see if it is as good or if it is as terrible as what i remember as so in summary this game it's all right it's not really a game you know like you said it's an interactive movie and unfortunately 
in recent times, we've even had better versions of that. Bandersnatch was a much better version of this than this is. I would even say, as annoying as it could be, you know, their later game of Late Shift was better than this. But if this was their first game, if this was their first attempt, you could see why the mechanics were clunky and things didn't work maybe as well as they could have. And maybe they are going to continue to get better and also to be better storytellers as well. That one I'm not sure about. I don't want to hail that too much. Late Shift certainly had its weak points in story. Mm-hmm. Completing it nine times. <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't get to get you don't get the endings just by going back ten minutes. You got to do the whole thing again. There are a lot of times where the game itself takes me out of the story, and I really feel like this is one of those times where they chose the wrong medium for the story. I think it would have worked much better as a short film, as an episode of Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Black Mirror maybe it has the right feel for it, but it doesn't need something else. There's no technology the, really. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like it's not... It could have been a movie. You'd have to add more. You'd have to mm-hmm. develop the characters a bit more. But this could have been a very good B-movie. But as a game, it just doesn't quite work. Especially because of the times where they take me out to do a quick time event. Or something like that. Where, as I said before, on the stairs, he could have just gone right up. And it would have taken maybe 10 seconds in the movie. But for me, it takes minutes because I'm seeing what's going on with the game and I'm having to do the game mechanic and it's just adding a lot of extra time to a scene. So it's kind of not editing it in a way to develop it properly and to get the most out of your story. Overall, it's it's a good B-movie. It's just not a good game. Yeah. And I'm willing to try some of the others, but I'm not sure that like with Late Shift that I want to find all nine endings. No, I, I did. And look at where it got me. (laughs) <laughs> but I am interested to try their new game It's maybe a bit too on the nose for what's going on now as well, actually But they couldn't have known that No, they, they had no idea Just bad, that's bad, bad timing, bad coincidence Yeah, I mean, the guy, whoever the guy that plays John He's not, he's not a terrible actor he's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not a great actor, but he's not a good speaker I didn't like the voice acting His voice is weird in this game It sounds like it's recorded in his bedroom Like, it like when he actually does speak his thoughts in his mind, it's like they've just added them in post and they've just been like, just record it on your phone and send it to us because it's not good. There was one bit with the your nuclear sticker part, I think it was. There's just a part where whatever he's saying to himself, there's a part where the volume is much louder. Yes. It's, it seems like when uh, a couple times where I've made a mistake in the podcast and when I edit, I try to edit in a better sentence. It doesn't, it's very obvious to me and probably to everyone else that I've had to go back and fix it. And that seems very much like this. They went, Ooh, we need this one more line here. Can you record that? And then we'll just, we'll just fix it. We'll put it in, but not having recorded it in the same location or the same equipment. Um, yeah, I know the exact point you're on, but it's when you have, it's when you go to pick up the new filter and he's like, no, I have, I have to get rid of this filter first. And it's like, what? Speak up, John. I can't hear you <laughs> over all the racket in the, in the engine room. Yeah, so there we go. Gaps filled and more gaps created. Today we're going to be discussing a film called The City of Lost Children. And not just once. Yeah. <laughs> Two very similar scenes, I think, that, that do that. There are dubbed versions, and then there is this. Yeah. This is a whole new level of bad. 
it makes sense. He's great at making music that seems like it's a different world. And that's very much what this movie feels like. It feels like a parallel universe, a kind of steampunk dark universe. And I like it. But yeah, I, I love this movie. It's so dark. It's so creepy. And it's got some really amazing bits to it. It's old, but I think it's aged really well. All this and more on the next episode of Filling in the Gaps.